This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer, and I am here today on a on a random Friday with a good friend of mine, Samantha Bush. Hello. Hi, you're very musical this morning. I don't know. I'm feeling like loosey-goosey all of a sudden. I, I got it. on the mic and now I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I like it a lot. You're feeling fresh and loose. It's a Friday. Well, normally... Normally, if I'm recording on a Friday, it's like a 15 minute solo episode about Southern Charm where I just kind of like spiral to myself a little bit. If you've Mm. anybody who's listened, you'll understand. But Mm. so today to sit down with you for like a real conversation uh, about something as important as Beverly Hills, like it's a different vibe. (laughs) Dylan, it's so important what we're here to talk about today. Like what? And I didn't talk about Beverly Hills I haven't really talked about it at all. So this is, I'm feeling like I'm ready to go. I have a lot of thoughts. I am ready to, I'm ready to go too. I have a lot of thoughts, but quickly before we get into Beverly Hills, I do just want to take a moment to talk about the uh, Bedore drama that has gone down (laughs) this week. So going back just a few short days to Monday, we found out that Leslie and David were getting divorced, but then Leslie posted this thing on Wednesday It's a photo of her and David on her Instagram story. Um, And she writes, my husband filed a request for dismissal a few days ago. Now back to your regular programming. But the, my favorite thing about this story is that she also tags herself three times Mm -hmm. on the story slide. So if you were to actually read it, from top to bottom in order, it would say at Leslie Bedore, my husband filed a request for dismissal a few days ago at Leslie Bedore. Now back to your regular programming at Leslie Bedore. So that is <laughs> she's, so weird. She's a wackadoo. I she's in a silly goofy obsessed. mood. <laughs> she's in a silly goofy mood. She's so what I, so in the story, I didn't understand why she tagged herself three separate times. And then on her Instagram post, which basically just like regurgitated what she had said in her Instagram story, she also tagged herself in the photo. And that was me just assuming that was like her watermarking the photo herself. So that really got Um, me good. I was like, oh, is this a watermark? But it's just a simple tag. It's not. It really made me laugh. Interpreting it? Interpreting it as a watermark is an interesting, a close reading of the text here. Yeah, <laughs> it's you like, know who me. else would be, who else would be like taking credit for this story where it literally says my husband filed a request for dismissal. Like nobody I else is know. trying to marry David Bajor, girl. <laughs> I, listen, I have to also say she posted a photo of her and David with their baby and that baby is really beautiful. 
It it is. is a beautiful baby. I'm looking at a photo right now. Baby. The eyes are so blue. Um, <laughs> very David. Very David vibes. Very David vibes. But so then she posted that on Wednesday. And then on Wednesday evening, uh, Page Six published an article by Eileen Reslin uh, saying that a public information officer for the Superior Court of California in Orange County tells Page Six there hasn't been any request to dismiss at this time. They also verified that no request was in the queue to be filed, as there was also no evidence of the alleged dismissal request in the case docket. So Leslie has posted this story with the strange tags and then pretty immediately the literal court is like girl you're lying yeah they're like no 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 we this is actually happening it which makes me just want to know what is the communication like with her and david is he what is he telling her are they really reconciling but he's still not ready to like dismiss it completely because he's like unsure um, I really desperately want a sit down with him and Shannon on camera next season. Uh, I, desperately. I don't know. I'm like trying to think about my soul being able to handle that. And I think it would depend a lot on what Shannon's like state of mind is because I don't oh. want to see Shannon. Like, I don't want to see like broken Shannon being no, like no, raped no. over the I coals want, again by David. Right. No, I, want, I would want like, like a powerful Shannon moment. to be winning. Mm-hmm. I would want <laughs> right. David to come to Shannon like I'm sorry for everything I put you through and the girls. Like I would really want him, and I don't want them to reconcile. That's not at all what I'm saying, but I do desperately want just a conversation, or I want her to bring up like he's getting divorced like what a what a moment for what a win for shannon i know and i had our friend dave quinn on this podcast on monday and he told me little birdie in the tree that shannon bedore was filming when she found out about the divorce so a win for us all a win for the people it really is it's a win for the people We don't get many. The People versus David Bador American yeah. Crime Story. <laughs> yeah, get Ryan Murphy on it. Sarah Paulson could play oh Shannon Bador. Oh, that's interesting. But so, okay, what everyone can agree on is that Kathy had a meltdown at the Caribou Club, which was not captured on camera because I guess this is some like secret society that doesn't allow filming, which is bullshit. But Kathy, nobody wanted to do the conga line. And I can understand. Sometimes a girl just wants to conga. I think what happened, and I've really, I spent, you know, a few days thinking about this, is like with Kathy and Kyle, it's a very complex, complicated relationship. And all they want from one another is like approval. And so when they don't get that, I think it really sent Ky- or Kathy over the edge. Like first the tequila, like she felt like everybody, you know, like everyone was kind of being really dismissive of her. Um, that was just really sad to watch, honestly. And then Kyle, of course, doesn't stick up for Kathy at all because that's just Kyle's just what she does with her sister. She doesn't stand up for them. Um and then not doing the conga line and like I'm sure other things were going on in the club and she just kind of lost lost it. Yeah. Put and her I, over the edge. <laughs> I think one thing that Rena brought up that was interesting to me this episode is that the idea that Kathy has never had the level of fame and success on her own that 
Kim had when they were younger and that now Kyle has kind of achieved. Obviously, Kathy is extremely wealthy and married into this kind of like dynasty type of family. And Mm -hmm. because of that, she maybe has a higher place in like society than Kyle or Kim have had, but she hasn't really had her own success in the way that Kim and Kyle have. And I think a lot of the time we've viewed Kathy as kind of like the pinnacle of that family. And so it's almost like you think Kyle is going to be like sucking up to her sister, but to think of it kind of turned on its head where it's like, actually Kyle maybe has the thing that Kathy could want or think that she deserved and didn't get. Mm -hmm. And so like, that was an interesting thought just because in my head, I'm like, well, Kathy's like the richest one. So she's on top, but right. Right. And I see a lot of people on social media saying like, it's Kathy fucking Hilton, but like, I didn't really know Kathy Hilton other than being Paris's mom. Like, I just knew she was wealthy and was the mom of Paris and Nikki Hilton. Like, that's all I knew about Kathy before she joined. Or, like, really before, like, this, you know, we really got to know her. Um, I, so I do agree with Lisa Rinna. And I am scared of myself for admitting that. Um, I think Kyle is more well-known now. So I think that there's truth to that. I also don't think Rinna is lying, is this a hot take? Like, I don't understand the like why this is such like so confusing. I don't think it's a hot take, but I think in all of the months leading up to us finally seeing these couple of episodes, we've heard so much about what happened in mm-hmm. Aspen. And I think we knew that there was going to be some part of it that wasn't captured on camera or that happened after mm-hmm. they were filming or, you know, we there was this no mm-hmm. knowledge that it was going to be sort of not all on the show but I think the way that it ended up going down where it worked out that Rinna was the only person to witness the sprinter van behavior and then she was alone at the house with Kathy she's the one saying that she was locked in her room while Kathy's like throwing shit and like pounding on the walls it's not necessarily that I don't think it could happen or that I don't think it maybe did happen but I think it's just like knowing that in that moment, Lisa could say anything she wants and there's not going to be anybody that's like able to counter that because you also, nobody's going to believe Kathy when she's like, well, I did, I, you know, I, uh, I, what I told her in Aspen, the way that Kathy's like, well, when I, when I told her what I told her in Aspen, it's like, she's not saying that you told her anything. She's saying that you were like screaming, (laughs) losing your fucking mind. Right. So I think it's, the way that there are 10 women in this group, but this whole Kathy thing is coming down to a, she said, she said, it makes it hard, yeah. especially when Rina is in a position right now where people are just like in the mood to not believe her. So I, mm-hmm. I definitely believe that some version of Rina's events happened. I mean, maybe she's exaggerating a little bit. We know that she loves to do that, but I also don't think she's like making up the fact that Kathy was talking shit about all of them. Yeah, I think, you know, there is a version of the truth somewhere in what Rinna is saying. Um, And also, with Beverly Hills, every season almost, there's always something that happens off camera that people talk about. 
this is part of the like the fabric of this show. Like it's just part of Beverly Hills. It's frustrating and annoying, but it's always been like that since season one when Camille told Kyle, like, why would anybody want you without Kelsey there? That. So that, I mean, um, it's frustrating and people are wondering why Rinna didn't like get out her camera and get a GoPro going. And also like, I would love to see this footage as well. Like I'm curious as to why there's nothing, but um, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't, I don't know. What it makes expect. me think of the, that like audio recording of Jen Shaw screaming at her assistant or whatever that somebody like recorded on the kitchen mm-hmm. counter. It's like, we, well, like Heather Dubrow did in Ireland. Like she had got her phone out. She was recording in the hallway. She she was like really yeah, doing in the a most. Way, it's like to for that for Lisa Rinna to not have done that. The only two options I feel are either like she's making it up, or it really was that intense that her instinct in that moment was like fuck. I need to lock myself in my bedroom, and. The way she's reacting at Crystal's birthday party kind of is like, it seems like it was really intense because I don't think Rina would like do this whole shirt. Like, it's one thing for her to make up a story in the first place, but then to do this whole mm-hmm. charade of like, oh my God, I can't be in the same room. And it's it's traumatizing me. And I she says she has PTSD mm-hmm. from Aspen. Like, I think Rina... <laughs> I think Rita's dramatic, but I don't think she would like storm out of Crystal's birthday party. A hundred percent. And Rina usually likes to confront people like head on. Like she really doesn't have a problem doing that. So I believe her. Like I can see Kathy losing her fucking mind. Like knowing how angry I've seen Kyle get, like the spirit of big Kathy was alive and well in that sprinter <laughs> van. Okay. That it's the trip. Like, I just think like there's that rage inside of them. I mean, Kyle tried to like choke her own sister in the back of a limo. Like they get wild, these Richards girls. So I think something happened. And also, I mean, maybe I was just reading into it a little too much. I don't know. But Kathy was being weirdly really nice to everybody at the party. Like she was like complimenting the lipstick and she was like talking about the blouse. And I'm like, what the fuck are you? It just was not the Kathy we've seen. It was giving a little bit like, I'm not saying that Kathy like did pop a pill before this party, because I wouldn't ever say that about anybody without that concrete knowledge. But like, right. It's, it's giving a little bit of the vibe of somebody who might have popped a pill before a party. Um, Just, you know, Mm -hmm. to kind of even things out and make things a little smoother. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't necessarily blame somebody that might have popped a pill in a situation like that, but it is, you're right. It's coming in very like, I'm coming in with this little smile pasted on my face and because I probably know that people are talking about something that happened, but if it's the last thing I do, I'm going to pretend like I don't have a clue what's going on. And I know Mm -hmm. that most of these bitches aren't going to say anything about it to me because I'm Kathy Hilton. And even if I had one Mm -hmm. bad night in Aspen, most of these women are still going to be scared of me. And I, it is like, Mm -hmm. 
this is the moment where I actually wasn't sure, given all the drama and like the talking about what happened in Aspen, I wasn't sure we were going to see her on the show again this season. So the fact that she shows up to this party, you know, acting like nothing happened, it's like, oh, I kind of was my vi- like if you had asked me three months ago i was like oh probably whatever happens in aspen that's the last time we're gonna see kathy on the show so i was a little surprised she even was there i was shocked that she came because they also gave you no inclination and in previews that she was coming to this party like they made you kind of think oh we'll never see kathy hilton again like this is really wild um until that sit down with kyle obviously with between her and rinna And I also think when people, Kathy might just come from the place of like, yeah, I got really mad. Like, but it's not that big of a deal. Everyone gets mad. Like that, I mean, that's kind of what I'm getting from her. Like her energy is just like, I don't get the big deal. Like, yeah, I might have like thrown shit or something, but she's like, whatever. Like that's not a problem. And I think when you're somebody who, who lives in that sort of sphere where things don't really affect you, you know, you're rich enough, Mm. privileged enough, have enough resources that if you have one tantrum, probably everybody around you is going to kind of just make it easy for you. And then not, you're not going to have to kind of deal with any of the Mm -hmm. consequences for her. It's like, not only is it like that happens to everybody, but it's also like, what did I do that was so bad? Like, yeah, I got upset, but you know, you're not going to, cancel me for that and I think with Rinna mm-hmm. it's a little bit like she Rinna is forcing Kathy to kind of do the reality TV version of this where it's like no now we're going to talk about this is going to be the storyline whereas for Kathy it's like no it was a bad moment and we don't need to speak about it but Rinna's like no the whole reason we're here is to speak about it and when mm-hmm. you know Kathy in that confessional saying um I don't think she's upset because of what I shared with her in Aspen. It's like, that's the Kathy, like doing her kind of like level setting of like, well, I shared something with her in Aspen. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, no, you've lost your fucking like, mind. Well, well, all in of us, Aspen. you know, like, all of us vent. So, right. She, sees it as like, she was like venting to Rinna. <laughs> and Rinna's like, I was locked in the bedroom. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> It's really crazy. Um, I can't wait to like watch the sit down with the three of them because I mean, it looks like Kathy kind of cops to saying things like she kind of admits it. Um, That's what I got from the preview. But the Erica of it all, I, I was loving Erica and Erica and Dorit's scene at the chocolate shop is camp, camp, camp perfection. They're like, they're like, it was the delightful. thing about chocolate is that it's a luxury. It's like therapy. Did you know it's like therapy? It's such a luxury. It's like. <laughs> I know. I'm like, are you guys okay? They were le- with their little hats, their their little aprons, their gloves. I loved it. It was just like a fun, weird, random, funny scene. Um, and I hate to say this, but like I get sometimes where Erica is oh, coming from. I, I totally get where like, Erica, yeah. I a hundred percent understand. She's like, why does everyone like everyone comes at me about everything? Like, why can't I talk about this or like why can't we bring up Kathy acting up? And I also think ourselves fucked up 
and should have told Erica about the reel. That was I think because the way that Erica handled that was honestly better than I expected because because I I assumed that that was going to be like a huge like unfixable rift or something. But the the fact that Erica was basically just like that felt shitty. Why didn't you give me a heads up? And Garcelle was like, yeah, okay. I should have give you a heads up. I'm sorry. And Erica's like, thank you. I was like, wait, wait, wait. Did we just, did we just like success- <laughs> successfully? Did we come to like a healthy resolution? It was so strange. I was not expecting that. Yeah, I was not expecting that either. I thought that Erica was going to be like a total bitch, ice her out, like, you know, yell at her, like say crazy stuff. And she did not And Garcelle was just like, yeah, I should have told you. And then yeah, that was it. Was with like, what you're saying about Erica, I agree that a lot of the times I think the women have been like harsher to her than they would be, for example, to Kathy for something similar. I think in Aspen that first night, she really kind of let it spiral to a place that was really unflattering and obviously made the women more uncomfortable than they've been Mm -hmm. but i do think there is a double standard with kathy that it's like clearly something went down even if they weren't all there to see the full extent of it like they're not even talking about what happened Mm -hmm. at the club and it's like you were all there for that like getting yelled at for not doing the conga line like i don't know i would be i feel like that you know the fact that nobody is even like hey kathy you're gonna apologize for when you screamed at me in a members only club in Aspen like no we're just not gonna speak about it because clearly Sutton witnessed some of it because she was it kind of explaining the conga line situation like what had happened like people were aware I also think it was really weird that Kyle didn't go home with Kathy um I'm an only child so I can't really speak on sisterly dynamics but if I had a sister and she was visibly upset crying freaking out losing her mind in a club i would be like okay i'll come home with yeah you. i i feel like it would be one thing if it was just like hey i'm t- i'm tired can you come home with me and you're like no i'm still having fun i'm gonna stay out but clearly there was already right. some some Problems. heightened emotions and it's like are you having that much fun yeah. at the caribou club that at the caribou club kyle get a fucking grip Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology, so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash MIA. When talking about effective shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering the perfect amount of compression. You won't have to worry about it rolling down, which is unheard of in shapewear, thanks to flexible boning that's hidden in the 
side seams. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. What did you think about Erica's little like moment to the camera where she's like, but fuck the neighbors? A-N-O. Sometimes the ones <laughs> I that seem sometimes the ones that seem like they're doing the best have the most to hide. <laughs> I was like, I was seriously living for Erica this episode. Like, uh, first of all, I thought she was going to bring up Army Hammer, and I think yes. like she was kind of like winking at it a little bit, like kind of like you know, like teasing us. But she was also, I believe, to be drunk in that confessional. And I I was like, this is the Erica I love. Like, she is such a good villain. And she's really leaning into being a good villain. And I loved it. I loved yeah. it so much. I think the thing with Erica is that people always are like, the last couple seasons, they're like, oh, people hate Erica so much. But this show, would they would have nothing going on without her. And it's like, yeah, I've never said that. Or, I mean, I don't think I've ever said I talk a lot. So <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> don't roll footage. But my, yeah, please. Erica is not somebody who I think needs to be fired. I think she no. do. I think she's kind of a bad person. Yeah. A lot of the time I do. Do I think she's wrong? A lot of the time. Yes, I do. But mm-hmm. she is not somebody who I'm like, get this girl off the screen. Like she is no. always giving us something. And more the last two seasons more than ever do you know how many fucking screenshots i have of erica jane in my camera roll i i, I don't want her off the show like she's she's giving she's she's giving us rotten eggs she's a lot of the time us, but like she's, <laughs> she's someone that i don't love like i don't i've never like felt connected to her in a way but i don't need that from a housewife i also don't need my housewives to be like really good people um and i kind of 
I'm really enjoying her being the villain and playing it up for in confessionals and like being a little crazy. And then what I really loved is the sit down with her and Diana, where Diana clucked, balked at her. And Erica was like, what? And then realized she was like, I'm not going to get anywhere with this bitch. So then she basically had the exact same scene with Dorit, who pretended to not know what was going on. I was like, Erica's a professional. I'm sorry. She's like, if I can't get it with D- Diana, I'll bring Dorit in here. I'll talk to her. And she had that beautiful crown on. It's like the sun, a sun goddess. She did look good. I also loved she had a Erica was really making the rounds at this Roaring Twenties party because she also mm-hmm. had a, a nice little party. convo with Sutton. And I've been liking seeing the lighter side of them too. The last few episodes, they're talking. Sutton's asking her about her house in Pasadena. And I liked that they were able. Sutton was able to talk to her about kind of her old life without seeming like she was kind of d- gleeful Digging. in her demise. Right. That mm-hmm. they were talking about this old house and if she misses it and Erica kind of saying that it's her old life. It was never really hers. The The flashback that they showed to Erica giving Lisa Rinna a tour of this house, her voice was like a full octave higher. <laughs> She's like, here's the library and here's the chapel. Yeah. And here's the pool. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. She literally talks so differently now. It is wild. Mm-hmm. She has a really deep husky voice um, now, kind of like you this morning. <laughs> um, and yeah, that throwback when she was like showing her at the chapel, it just, there's a part of me like that feels really sorry for her at times because it's like, I can't imagine being married to someone for 20 years and that life you feel like it was never yours. All of this shit is going on. He's not really being able to be held accountable because he's like got dementia. And now she's kind of being raked through the coals because it's like. And I mean, one of her lawsuits just got dismissed again, like very recently. So I, I don't know. Like that's that's like kind of made me feel sad for her. You know, like I can't imagine living in a house for 20 years and being like, oh, it was never mine. I do wonder not that I think she's being unfairly dragged into this legal stuff because I think there definitely right. are valid questions and a lot of her, the money that she was spending was potentially ill-gotten gains. But mm-hmm. I do wonder if Tom was more with it and kind of able to be the face of these cases if she would be getting less attention because I mm-hmm. I think there's a part of it where I'm sure she would be involved regardless. But when the main guy who kind of did all the bad stuff is, you know, wasting away in a dementia Mm -hmm. care facility. That's not really somebody that you can put on trial, so to speak. I know nobody's actually on, on trial right now, but Mm -hmm. it does feel like Erica's kind of the one who is easy to kind of prop up as the face of it. And I don't, I think that I understand why she's frustrated with that because she's like, even if I have to give back some of my money or, I'm I'm like named in a lawsuit or people think I might have known something. I'm not like the one who did it. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know. I I also think I I don't want to be like Erica was wrong, wrongfully accused. But of course not. I do think it's it's complicated complicated. and that she her role in it is probably getting more attention because Tom can't really be. Yeah. And she's on a reality show. Yeah. She's famous. But. It's, I think it's complicated. And I also 
think it's not as simple. I can't believe I'm even defending Erica in the slightest. Because, like, last year I was truly, like, the villagers in Shrek, like, getting my pitchfork. Um, I feel like it's really complicated. And the women just simply thinking Erica can just give the earrings back. I'm like, I don't think she can just do that. I feel like her lawyers are probably advising her, like, do not admit anything. If you show empathy, that could, like, be, like, thought of as guilt in some way. Like, maybe she just is being advised to do this. I don't know. But I understood why she didn't give the earrings back. And when they told her to give them back, she did. She was like, I'll hand them over if that's what happens. Right. And it's also interesting because she she did give the earrings back, but they're currently, I think, mm-hmm. being held by some trustee like they're they're mm-hmm. basically sitting in a vault while mm-hmm. it's like waiting to be decided what happens. So mm-hmm. I, I'm assuming I'm not a, any great expert in how this happens, but if the earrings are still being held by in a trust those haven't been like sold for money to go to the victims or it's not like Erica like. Erica's not going to like go to a pawn shop and get cash for the earrings and then like right. mail it to the victims. Like it's a, right. it clearly is more of like a process by which this is done. And so mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I feel like I agree with the sentiment of like, just give the earrings back. But I understand in a real world setting why that's probably just like not how you do it. Mm-hmm. And I think some of the other women are like being a little bit, like deliberately naive about how this works. Yeah. Like, just like, give it back. Listen, like, I love Garcelle, but I also can acknowledge that Garcelle plays it up a little bit. I think like she is just as active in the drama as like Rinna is, but just goes about it very differently. I think she stirs it up in like a more strategic, smarter way where it comes across like more natural and not like trying to make good television. I want to know your thoughts on because I have suspicions that production is doing a lot of stuff to protect Kathy Hilton. Mm. I just feel that way because like, how come we're not hearing about the slur that was allegedly said? Like that seems weird that that's not being brought up because that was the rumors for the last like year. Um, the text messages that were being shown on TV, people were saying Rinna edited them, but I'm like, I don't think so. I feel like production edited them to cut things out. Um, am I a conspiracy theorist? Do it I sound is, crazy? I mean, it's hard to know because I think there clearly is a certain amount of stuff that was not captured on camera. Mm-hmm. So it's like anytime that's happening, it creates an opportunity for them to, you know, paint the story however they want to paint it. And right. when they're having it, when most of it is being told through confessionals after the fact and, you know, the women ha- rehashing stuff that happened and talking about it, they can choose to use whatever bits and pieces of that they want to. And obviously they are, you know, they're showing Rinna talking about it. It's not like they're completely omitting the fact that something happened with Kathy. But I think the fact that we're the fact that there's no way to know the full sequence of events makes it impossible to know really 
what they're what percentage of it they're giving us and so mm-hmm. it's hard because i know you and i as people who have watched these shows forever and talked about them and thought about them so much your brain is always going to be like i feel like there's something more that we're not being shown and so i think it could go either way i mean it could be that the real sequence of events was kind of boring and rinna's making it sound more dramatic than it was or it could be the kind of thing where something like deeply dark or problematic happened and bravo has just decided for whatever reason that they're not quite gonna go there and Mm -hmm. it's like for it's annoying to know that we're not gonna know but at the same time at the same time, I can't pretend like this wasn't a compelling hour of television. So oh. maybe I should just like sit there and eat my food and not complain. Yeah, I mean, Beverly Hills has really been delivering, in my opinion. I Do I think the season needs to be 24 episodes long? No, I feel like we could have cut some stuff out. Like, And also, God, can we just talk about Crystal's sad little party? That was just a cast gathering. That was so sad. Like, the flore- every single light was on. Every single light, it was like not set to a mood. It, I just felt so sad. And um, another thing that really I'm just sick of is Kyle's fucking dogs. They need to be put in a kennel. Smokey, stop eating the sweater. Smoke. Don't get me wrong. They are the most beautiful, cutest dogs. I love them. But they're so fucking bad. He's eating her sweater. He's like... <laughs> He's a terrorist. You know, wait, knowing that I was going to have you on this episode, you know what the eating the sweater moment made me think of? What? The sweater that you wore to BravoCon in 2019. Oh my God. I'm like, Smokey, you should have ate that one. No, seriously, that sweater. (laughs) What the fuck was I thinking? Like, so embarrassing. I met Dolores Catania in that fucking sweater. Do you know how dumb I felt if, standing next to that goddess in that Sherbert monstrosity? It was like an ombre orange to pink. <laughs> it was yellow, orange, pink, ombre, like knitted, l- large sweater. <laughs> Sick. You know. It, Dylan, it, and I don't even like wear colors like that. That's the thing. Like, I don't know what came over me. You were, you were like, I'm going to New York. It's fall. Did I think that? I I'm going to wear my best, my best knit. Yeah. I was like, you know what I thought? It's cold. And this is a new sweater I bought. That's all I was thinking about. Like, it's so embarrassing. Right. And I blame Steve Faces by Bravo for not telling me. Because we were sharing a room and he let me walk out in that. I'm like, you're a fake friend. <laughs> Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. 
I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Speaking of things that were a little disappointing, though, going back to that party, I do agree that it's like, she was like, we wanted to keep it small because it's COVID. And I'm like, is it? Is it still COVID on Bravo? You just went to Aspen. (laughs) Like, like you with no masks. I didn't see a mask in sight. Right. I mean, I guess maybe it was like Omicron times sort of. No, I don't know. It, that was code for like, this is just a cast party. Right. Like to me, it's just, fu- it's funny because I feel like that's the first time this entire season, other than when the ladies literally had COVID that they were like, well, it's COVID time. So we can't do a normal party. And it's like, no, I think you can. Uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah I'm like, I think it's just a Tuesday and everyone is busy and like, this isn't a real party. And then once they went downstairs to the basement, it was like, that was where the whole party was. But people kept like going up the stairs one on one to have their separate discussions. And it's like, this feels mm-hmm. very weird. Like, can everybody just stay in the basement? I know. I know. <laughs> like, the million dollar basement. Cherie. Cherie. I hate her. Cherie secretly writing her name on the card in fucking yellow highlighter to add herself on to Garcelle's birthday gift to Crystal is one of the more unhinged things I've seen in recent memory. And then she told Garcelle about it and you could tell Garcelle was kind of like, like disgusted with her. You could tell Garcelle was like, that is a wild thing to do. But in this Mm -hmm. moment, it's not worth it for me to be mad. Mm -hmm. Well, and then they walk in and there's, um, you know, Crystal, Garcelle hands the present to Crystal and then walks away and then Cherie goes and for me too and Garcelle just goes no it's not like under her breath and like keeps moving like keeps going Cherie to me like people keep talking about Diana being a flop Cherie is like a non-existent like she I don't know why she's still around I don't know what she brings to the show I'm so confused I thought she was going to be amazing how wrong was I yeah I think she has like She's done nothing. She seems like somebody who has like a fun energy. Like she might be a fun person. Does she? Hear me out. She seems like she might be a fun person to like have in a group in a real life context. Mm -hmm. But in terms of the show, she hasn't had a standout moment uh, like that there's nothing like memorable that she's done or said there have been moments where I'm like oh she like cute whatever she's having like a conversation with Garcelle or it's fun or whatever but like she doesn't seem like somebody who is really leaving an impact on the show I don't I haven't heard or seen anything about whether or not she was at the reunion but I'm sort of guessing no I'm yeah I don't think she was there I just flashed 
I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with Beverly Hills. I just flashed to New Jersey last year when Tracy was there and they literally edited her out of yeah. the entire reunion. <laughs> no, I was talking about that with So Dave. I was like, I don't think Sheree is there. Tracy posting her like outfit picture from the reunion and then so we know she was there and then not being on the show for one damn minute is so tragic. I mean, I don't think they would do that to Sheree. I feel like they honestly like that's pretty rude like i would be really pissed if they did that to me i'd be like i paid for hair and makeup and an outfit Mm -hmm. and like i was there (laughs) sat there all day in a dressing room Mm -hmm. to be called on stage for 20 minutes and then they're not even going to use me so she probably doesn't even get an episode fee it's like no uh uh-uh don't waste my time like that don't waste my time and she never said anything about it like she never acknowledged it it was like really kind of funny I would have been like, uh, I was actually there, as you know, from the photos, but they didn't they didn't air a second of me. Yeah, maybe if she had made a bigger deal about it on social media, she would have gotten invited to film for this season, but clearly yeah. wasn't in the cards. No. no. Uh, but anyway, I, I'm excited for this Beverly Hills reunion. I do feel like there's a lot... Mm a lot happening so i i'm curious apparently diana is like maybe gonna subpoena mark zuckerberg or something yeah <laughs> no, the bots. this this reunion i bet is crazy erica said on watch what happens live that no one hugged after like n- everyone just went home separately like no n- no one really felt like in a good place afterwards which makes me really excited um because there's also a lot of family dynamics that come out and come to light. That's what Andy was saying between Kathy and Kyle, I'm assuming. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. As am I. Um, Sam, this has been so fun. Thank you so, so much fun. for being here. Thank you for having me. Of course. Always a pleasure. And thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Have a great weekend. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.